0: For years, pundits and executives have trumpeted the virtues of data. It's the new electricity, the new oil, but the fact is it's going to take new focus to harness it, regulate it, and realize its value. Here to share his perspectives, we have Kanal Chopra, leader of Gradient Assets Financial Services Practice. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies, where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that will help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carloso, the managing editor of BAI. Come on in. Thanks for tuning into the podcast and fantastic to have you here with us. And coming to us from Toronto, we have Kanal Chopra. Kanal is leader of Gradient Ascent's financial services practice. He has more than 20 years financial services experience focusing on operational improvement, innovation, and automation. Kanal, what a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you. My pleasure wanted to start with big data a big deal it's going to be even bigger in 2019 how do you see this impacting the industry in the next 12 months
1: in terms of trends and key focus areas for all financial services organizations i think data is going to be enormous not just in 2019 but for years ahead what we will see with data is this will be the year where organizations really start to focus on getting their data house in order to set them up for the next 5, 10, 15 years, data is going to be such a critical enabler of analysis, technology, experience, operations, process, you name it. It's all going to be driven off data. What we see and I think what the industry sees right now is just how unprepared organizations are in the industry to actually make use of their data. So 2019 is going to be, you know, in my opinion, the year of data. And it's going to be a lot of effort, a lot of resources expended on getting data ready to apply technology in a real time sort of environment.
0: Then there is always data and regulatory matters. What role do you see data playing insofar as regulatory concerns?
1: It's going to be significant. You know, one of the interesting things that came out of a presentation we did at BAI Beacon in Orlando in October was a conversation with a couple of individuals from the FDIC and you know really what the conversation focused around was data algorithms how do we understand what these algorithms are doing how do banks make it clear to us in a transparent manner what machine learning is what these machine learning systems are what they're doing data and regulation go hand in hand we're seeing trends come out of you know other places in the world i think north america is somewhat behind in terms of data and regulation we see some localized regulation, uh, California's passing laws in terms of data and use. The regulation piece, the data piece go hand in hand, and they're going to continue to do so going forward. The interesting thing about this will be the rate at which regulation will have to evolve in a world where technology and the use of data are transforming and just evolving so very quickly. And the speed of that evolution and transformation is just going to accelerate. We'll have to find a way not only to react, but to get ahead of where data is going and to be able to almost predict two, three, four years out where data is and to be able to work on regulation that gets ahead of the curve. And that's not going to be an easy thing for them to do. Banks, on the other hand, are really going to have to expend effort and energy in finding a way to prove to regulators that they are compliant and that the risks that they're taking with respect to data are well understood, can be clear and transparent, not only to the regulator, but to the client as well how their client data is being used. So it's going to be an interesting theme and a very important one going forward.
0: It fascinates me how much the data picture has changed and how AI has changed. Maybe by the time I'm done reading this sentence, AI is going to leap into yet another breakthrough. Last year, AI was BAI's trend of the year. How do you see artificial intelligence evolving into 2019 and beyond?
1: I think at a fairly rapid pace. The technology, the outside of banking, AI continues to evolve at an exponential pace. There's firms out there who are using it in ways that the typical banker can't even understand. I go to some of these technology events in Toronto and you know, hear small startup tech firms talk about what they're doing with data and with AI, and it blows your mind. For somebody coming out of 20 years in banking, where having a career as a change agent is often frustrating because the pace of change and the adoption of technology has traditionally been very slow. The things I see out in the world now in terms of technology and AI and the way things are transforming and evolving, it's exponential. It's changing every day and it's changing in a rapid, significant, leapfroggish sort of way if that's a word. I'll buy that. That said, I think banks with respect to AI, 2019 is going to be the year where they really start to get their head around it. I think it was an emerging concept in 2018. A lot of bigger banks got ahead of it. I think they had the appetite for change. Obviously they had the budgets as well, but now you're gonna see the smaller to mid-sized banks really start to focus on how do I apply AI? And where do I even begin? That's actually a question that we receive all the time from you know clients that we work with in the industry. Where do I start?
0: Well, let's ask that question, where do I start? You're the expert, Kunal Talis.
1: Mm-hmm. So I think you have to rein in expectations when you start, right? The belief around AI is that it's some magical thing. It's not. It's a tool like any other technology tool, uh, process tool. It's something that needs to be applied in the right context, in the right situation for you to derive value. So what we tell our clients is start small with a focused effort, not something that's mission critical to your organization, but an area of the organization that's meaningful enough, yet contained enough that you can actually try something, understand the cultural significance of AI, how your organization is prepared from a data readiness standpoint, how your clients react to it how your employees react to you know an ai enabled process experience whatever it may be so pick a reasonable place to start something that's meaningful in terms of strategy but that's not mission critical essentially the message is don't bite off more than you can chew or more than you have to and when you find that place you know and we brainstorm with executives and with our clients to help them locate where that opportunity is then we start to dig deeper. The next layer down from, you know, is it the right experience, the right process to focus on, really is around, is it data driven? So is this a place that's data rich or a process or an experience that's data rich, where you can really start to understand and see the value of AI as a tool and as a technology? So there's a couple of messages that I think it need to be delivered. One, start at a reasonable place. Two don't bite off more than you can chew. Don't start with a multi-million dollar systems transformation driven around AI. If you don't understand what it is, how the probabilities around uh, you know, some of these predictive models, machine learning algorithms actually work, the cultural significance of what you're taking on, because that's fairly significant, and how it just fits into your broader organization strategy and culture. I think that you know the flip side of starting small is, I have to say this, Start small, start in a reasonable place, understand what this is, but get started. I think that's a point I can't stress enough. Whether you're getting started with data preparedness or data readiness for an AI deployment later in 2019, as I mentioned earlier, the technology is changing at an exponential pace. So if you don't start now, you're further and further behind the curve almost on a daily basis. So it's important that you plan at least a project, really start to understand how this fits into your organization Keep it small, keep it contained, grow from there as you have success and as you understand how it fits into your organization, your strategy, your culture, but get started. The longer you wait, the harder it's going to be to catch up.
0: And some employers who want to get on that path are going to be looking for talent in AI, and it's hard to find. It's hard to hire. It's so competitive. What do companies need to do to win that war on talent?
1: I think there's a couple of things they can do. One is understand what you're looking for. You know, after 20 years in banking, banks are constantly looking for the next big thing, right? So a couple of years ago in Toronto, which again is a fairly active banking market, you have five very large banks as well as a number of smaller co-ops and whatnot. The big thing was RPA. And all of a sudden, you know, everybody on the street was talking about robotic process automation and in a city which is a very well-educated, has a number of very talented professionals, fairly significant technology scene as well. The banks couldn't find RPA programmers because they were all going and just sucking them up. What they were doing with them, I'm not quite sure. I think there's a number of banks who have delivered a fair amount with RPA. But the fact that there was such a significant talent void really told a story about what was happening. I think the same thing's gonna happen with AI. It's a buzzword, it's trend-worthy. People want to do something with it but they don't know what that something is. That said, they need to compete for talent. So get a sense of really what you're looking for. Are you looking for a programmer? Are you looking for a data scientist, PhD level, to really define your data strategy, your data architecture? Or do you need somebody who has data skills which aren't at a PhD level yet are more at a you know what, I know how to structure, I know how to merge data sets together, I know how to cleanse data and really use it versus the theory behind it. So starting point one is really understand what you're looking for and what your needs are. Two is then figure out how to get it. And obviously that's a challenge for banks. You know, We're not traditionally seen as a glamorous industry. It's not easy for us to go and compete with the Apples and the Googles of the world from a glamour standpoint, from a Often from a compensation standpoint as well, that's not easy for us to do. That said, there are ways to get talent, whether you're going and finding external partnerships, whether you're really looking at your own recruiting policies and making exceptions based on the talent that you need and the skill set in the marketplace. There are ways to do it, but really it's around understanding what you need and what you are going and looking for. And then finding a way to do it. Banks are going to have to be flexible in terms of compensation. It's one of those things. It's just the way the world is going. Data and AI resources are not just something that banks are going to need. It's something that every company out there is going to need, regardless of industry. So we are going to have to compete and we are going to have to look at things like compensation. And we are going to have to be flexible to the right degree.
0: And in terms of flexibility, you've very much broadened my perspective, really helped to bring it home, maintaining focus and a positive attitude when it comes to these new technologies. Kanal, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Kanal Chopra is leader of Gradient Assets Financial Services Practice. You can look for Kanal on LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, for many years to come, data will have an impact like nothing else in the financial services industry. And in 2019, it's a year to get your data house in order. Yet many organizations remain unprepared to use the data they have. So it's time to get ready. This will allow you to make the most of emerging technologies such as artificial intelligence and machine learning. Number two. Today, more than ever, data and regulation go hand in hand. But as data evolves at a rapid clip, regulators need to keep up and even get ahead of the curve. That means for them being two or more years out in terms of where regulation needs to go. Meanwhile, banks can aid the cause by being transparent with how data is used. And number three, many believe artificial intelligence is magical. It's not. It's really a tool that needs to be applied in a meaningful area and context. So with your next consideration for an AI project, start small. Monitor how your clients and employees react. Choose something that isn't expensive or mission critical. But get started now. Welcome to Decision Time, where our podcast guest walks us through a major decision they had to make how they made it, and how it has impacted their career. So, innovators, how do you push innovation in an organization that would otherwise not be bothered? Here, Kunal Chopra talks about his bold decision to sell an innovation initiative to eight senior executives and what that risk taught him about pushing the envelope. Listen.
1: My career path hasn't been typical for a banker. I've worked as an external and then as an internal consultant driving change. So some of the bigger decisions I've had to make are really when to push things like innovation in organizations that aren't necessarily ready for it. Probably about seven or eight years ago earlier in my career, I was running an end-to-end commercial credit transformation for a very large bank and was simply tasked with, look, you know, we have some performance issues in terms of time to decision and some other key metrics that our clients aren't happy about, was tasked with, go and get this done and when i looked at the process and really started to connect the dots between client experience and process and kind of broader technology neighbors i went back and said lean isn't going to get you where you want to go we're really not going to wow our clients with this we need to think about bigger we need to deploy technology algorithms into this process and we can really transform it it was a pretty significant risk given where i was in the organization i was pretty junior at the time and having to sell this vision to eight senior executives one of whom we automated away a fair amount of this individual's team with the technology that we envisioned and introduced. But it was really for me, step up, take a chance, push something bigger, it was right for the organization, it was right for the clients, and it was just something that for me allowed me to bring multiple pieces and multiple tools, whether they were technology, algorithms, things to improve a client experience, training in the sales force, as well as traditional methodologies such as lean to the organization to really innovate how
0: business is done. Thanks again for tuning into our podcast. We hope to have you back with us very soon. Be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts at BAI.org. Our producer, as always, is James Grady. Be sure to connect with me. I'm Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. We'll see you soon. So long.